Welcome to Manufacturing Matters, a podcast sponsored by Simsbury Bank. Welcome to this episode of Simsbury Bank's Manufacturing Matters. My name is Martin Geitz. I'm president and CEO of Simsbury Bank, and I'm delighted to be here for a second visit to the manufactory uh, here in downtown Hartford with Sudi Bangalore. Sudi is the global vice president with Stanley Black & Decker, responsible and the visionary who uh, created this wonderful facility for research, development, and deployment of advanced manufacturing right here in downtown Hartford. When we were first here back in November or December, this was all pretty much open space. But now as we come through, uh, it's fully developed and all of the uh, uh, activities that you were describing to us back uh, in the fall are now fully at work. And I'm wondering, Sudi, are you happy with, with the way it's all come together? Again, thank you, Martin, for revisiting us so we can actually show things that we talked about uh, in manufacturing. The most important thing is just to really show things. So, so I'm really glad that I'll be able to show things uh, that we talked about uh, when you visited us a few months. And yes, uh, things have really come together nicely in terms of a couple of uh, things. One is we really have solutions now uh, that, that we're deploying in our factories th that are working in this center that gives us more credence and confidence with our uh, people that are using, that will use it in their factories. So to that end, it's a, it's a really significant milestone. The other thing that it is uh, giving us, obviously, is the ability to attract more talent. We've always had a, a good uh, ability uh, in terms of attracting talent with this mm -hmm. uh, important initiative, but now, when people come in and actually see the comments have been so uh, positive and it gives us an additional edge, if you will, uh, to attract and, and hire some of the best talent there is in the market. And there's not many, by the way, <laughs> in this right, space. Right, right. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Have things evolved at all from, from the original thought about how uh, your factories around the world would interact with uh, this laboratory uh, and this manufactory and, and how... Uh, uh, employees and the workforce would uh, leverage the great uh, the great resources that you have here. That's a good question, actually. Yes, uh, it has evolved in in a few ways. Uh, the first thing that has happened over the last few months is the fact that we continue to see macroeconomic trends that are not exactly stable for us, given that uh, there is such a high and active dialogue around trade mm. tariffs and so on. Yes. So to that end. Uh, what has happened is uh, we are now sequencing our solutions differently, prior prioritizing uh, our solutions differently. Uh, so we need to accelerate uh, the impact that we need to drive so we can then help mitigate some of the, uh, the tariffs that, that, we will, uh, that we will see uh, based on everything that we are seeing in the news. So to that end, uh, that is the first change that we are seeing. So a uh, high level of urgency to get smarter in terms of what we can de deploy sooner. Mm -hmm. And also there's a second uh, implication of that. Uh, just to uh, just set the stage, this, this center and this whole program uh, is a two-speed organization. By that I mean there is one speed which is, uh, which is to really take solutions that have already been proven for example, the connected factory that allows us to deploy IoT, that stands for Industrial uh, Internet of Things, IIoT, uh, into our factories. Well, mm -hmm. those, that's a fairly proven technology, mm -hmm. so we are deploying that and, and a few others like Cobots, etc. 
But then there are use cases or solutions that are not proven yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those solutions obviously have higher value that they bring, but by the same tokens, there's a lot of effort that goes into uh, research and development around that. So with that as a backdrop, what we're now seeing is not only do we have to deploy the, the proven solutions faster and smarter, uh, but also put more focus on the higher value yet to be proven solutions category as well. Mm -hmm. So that is obviously, again, opposing challenges and opportunities both uh, for us to attract talent to go after the higher value use cases and mm -hmm. then the research of those. Yeah. So to that end, that's the second uh, dimension of impact that, it, that, that the macroeconomic conditions are, are, um, are, for lack of a better word, forcing us to uh, to fast forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's fascinating that the, uh, you know, trade issues, the tariffs, uh, uh, real life impact on any manufacturing company, Stanley Black & Decker and certainly everyone else, in uh, your ability to deliver to your customers the products that you want to deliver at a price that they're willing to pay around the world. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, it it comes comes to mind that what you've just described is really the business case for yes. how important the Manufacturing 4.0 is for how important this investment and in fact is proving itself because of this unexpected urgency around uh, being able to uh, respond to yes. the tariffs and to the you know the trade wars uh, that uh, seem to be uh, bubbling there uh, and really provides an opportunity if you will yes. to really demonstrate uh, how important this investment is for the entire company to be able to move quickly into advanced manufacturing it's it's remarkable how you know, real life events, you know, create an opportunity. It may be painful and puts a lot of pressure on people, uh, clearly, yeah. but, but it really does uh, uh, kind of provide the proof point of uh, the wisdom of this investment. Yeah, and, and that's why I carefully mentioned it. it's a challenge and an opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, to your point, the opportunity is, hey, uh, how do we use this scenario, if you will, uh, to fast forward some of those things we were planning on doing anyway. Mm -hmm. The other thing it allows us to do is get ahead of uh, our competition, right? right? As, uh, as we, we have, as our CEO has mentioned before, scoured the world uh, to find a center like this in industrial, and there are not many, in fact, we, we haven't found any. Yep. So to that end, this is a unique investment, and to that end, we want to leverage it and sweat it the, the best way we can, so it gives us the agility uh, to react to these scenarios in a more intelligent and thoughtful manner mm -hmm. and also gets us ahead of the competition. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So I understand at Stanley Black & Decker there are sort of three value streams or three themes that kind of uh, overarch the st strategic approach that Stanley mm -hmm. Black & Decker takes to its businesses. There's the connected factory, uh, flexible automation, and advanced analytics. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you're integrating uh, the Manufacturing 4.0 into those broader uh, Stanley Black & Decker themes. Yes, so the, these, three, uh, these three streams, the technology streams you mentioned, Martin, uh, is, is, is our demarcation, if you will, in terms of, uh, as I mentioned before, for example, connected factory, is this fundamental? I mean, we cannot do analytics if you don't connect assets and get data. Uh, you cannot do um, collaboration across our factories and within factories if we don't have connected factory. 
So it's almost, uh, it's akin to the, the fiber optic cable that, that we laid down across the country and across the globe a, dec a few decades ago, right? right a decade, right. 15 years ago. So it's as, uh, it's as straightforward as that. So this is really fundamental. So uh, we, we've got, I would say, almost a rhythm to how we are deploying this connected factory uh, solution across our factory landscape. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, flexible automation that includes robotics that allows people to work with uh, technology robots has been a good success for us. We started deploying them starting January, and our people love it because it allows them to do more work that has more thought mm -hmm. and, and uh, has, as gives them paths forward in their career that didn't exist. Uh, so now they actually, uh, we have seen instances where workers now who are very apprehensive of uh, robotics and cobotics now actually managing three or four cobots because now they've mm. suddenly gotten upskilled and, and, and they love it. So they can do more you know, work that leverages their mind and their skills much better. Mm. What has been a, a development that's worth mentioning in a, in a positive way is analytics. We have seen analytics work really well in the social uh, world but in manufacturing, it, it has taken a while for, for it to really start yielding results. And we have started uh, in the last three months, we have seen some good progress. Uh, in, in fact, pleasantly surprised at the kind of impacts we're seeing. Mm. And that has to do with uh, what we call as video-based analytics and vision-based analytics. So we have so many cameras now, every one of us have have cameras that are high resolution, can mm -hmm. capture data and, and pictures and so on. So we use that, uh, we use video-based analytics to do, for example, um, analytics around why we're causing scrap mm. uh, when we make tape, right, or, mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, so there's several opportunities where, where we are now putting a few cameras around what we build, yeah. and then we can predict if the quality is gonna go down, if there are some things upstream that we can do better in terms of inspection and so on of the materials mm -hmm. that then helps us to improve the quality of our products. So to that end, um, it is very cost effective because cameras are not all that expensive. Sure. And then so, uh, so that has been a very positive development for us. And mm -hmm. in fact, this has been across the industry that there's the same trend we see uh, in the uh, oil and gas industry and heavy industrial and so on. Right. So that has been a very good thing and we are obviously jumping on that with, with both feet now with, with that stream of analytics yeah. and we're putting everything we have so we can deploy them faster. That's remarkable. You know, you think about any kind of sports on television, right? You know, the instant replay. Yeah. And uh, you use the instant replay to figure out w what went right or what went wrong in the play. What you're yeah. describing is how you're how you basically through video you're able to Yeah. To, to do a, the same sort of thing, you know? And not only, I forgot to mention, acoustic is the next, uh, acoustic analytics is the next wave of uh, wow. uh, value that we, are, we, we expect to get. Because now, you know, when things go wrong, like you're in your car, you can hear them, right? Yeah. So the same philosophy applies with industrial equipment and settings. So they, you know, putting uh, the right kind of acoustic mm -hmm. sensors and being able to mine that information to again improve the quality of what we build and the amount that we build, you know, and in other words, efficiency of our production right. uh, goes up significantly. So that's going to be the next uh, uh, complementary technology that we will deploy. That's remarkable. And, and this, 
illustrates you know, just what you talked about in our first interview, which was, you know, what is Industry 4.0? Yeah. What is Manufacturing 4.0? And it's the integrating of all of these... Physical assets. Physical assets with technology and so forth. And there you just yeah. described an example of, of how it all, all comes together. That's remarkable. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have I thought? <laughs> <laughs> so that has been a positive development. Yeah. And so, uh, so we're putting a lot of focus in terms of how we can get our technology partners to help scale up because now we know it works. Mm -hmm. Now it's all about how do we quickly then deploy these technologies, making sure again that when we do deploy these technologies that our people are part of that yeah. uh, because the game ends when you deploy technology that that our people are either skeptical about it right. or they feel that it is not of use to them. Right. So uh, that has that has always been, in my opinion, the, the critical differentiation of this program. It'll con it'll continue to be so. Yeah, remarkable, remarkable. So one of the other things we talked about uh, uh, back in the fall was expectation that you would deploy this resource not only for the benefit of Stanley Black and Decker, but also uh, to uh, you know work with small and medium-sized businesses that might have you know some uh, interest in what you're doing here and 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 be able to tap into your resources. Has that piece of the uh, effort uh, come to fruition yet? It is, it is moving in the right direction mm -hmm. to be, to be um, candid with you. I would like to see more speed with that. Mm -hmm. We've had a couple of uh, tours, if you will, and, and companies that are very interested to, to now, after the opening of this center, to come mm -hmm. in here and take a look at some of the solutions we are creating. Um, and then we are also, there is a, as part of that effort, in terms of promoting what we have at the small to medium business, uh, the state and, and the city uh, organizations are helping us bring mm -hmm. people and, and create a consortium, if you will, mm -hmm. that allows us to then take what we have and other companies uh, that might have built something similar and then proof test it in a small to medium business setting. So there's some infrastructure needs to make that happen. So that is happening as well. Mm -hmm. So. I would describe it as it's, it, that whole opportunity is in motion mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully it'll pick up more speed yeah. uh, so that we can at least have one or two or three pilots uh, in, in, in terms of our ability to take what we have and put it in, uh, in other uh, businesses and see how it works. Uh, hopefully by the end of this year. So at least Great. that's the goal that, that I'm setting for myself. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and um, are you we're touching earlier on on uh, the value of uh, the manufacturing to uh, attract great people into Stanley Black and Decker. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about that? And and um, are 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 you able to find people here in Connecticut? Are you are you uh, recruiting people from other parts of the country or other parts of the world who are finding you know what you're doing here and and its impact on Stanley Black and Decker around the world uh, to be more appealing because of what you're doing here? We are, uh, we are do, we're doing a good job, I think. We have done a good job in terms of attracting talent. Uh, as I mentioned in another um, interview, uh, I was pleasantly surprised at the, our ability to attract talent in, mm -hmm. you know, with this uh, whole initiative given where we were located. Uh, and then I was, um, uh, we've, we've had good success in, att in attracting talent. So the initial wave of talent mostly came from out of state, which I think is a good thing yeah. uh, because people moved all the way. You know, I've had instances where people have moved from Texas and, and, and Michigan and so on in, into, into this facility. And um, so that has been good. And then, in fact, we had people move from other parts of Europe into uh, the U.S. Uh, for this, uh, for this, for this uh, program. 
But lately, wow. what we're also doing is ta to tap into the local talent, which primarily, given the nature of, of Hartford, there's a lot of talent around financial and insurance mm -hmm. and, and aerospace. We're now attracting talent from those industries mm. and see how we can kind of tune uh, their expertise into what we do, because our industry is slightly different. It is sure. discrete manufacturing. But then technology, to a certain extent, is common across um, any any businesses. Mm -hmm. So we were seeking that commonality and see if we can use that commonality to leverage talent that exists here. Yeah. So we've slowly started making that pivot. So uh, so that way we can actually attract local talent and, and in fact groom uh, talent. That'll be the next step which yep. we have started to do. Fantastic, fantastic. So maybe one other question, and then we'll take a little tour around and Perfect. talk more. Uh, it, it comes to mind. Uh, so so. You're, you're integrating what you're doing here into your factories around the world, uh, and I'm sure that you know, takes time and it's a process and so forth. So the, the factories that you are working with now, uh, how, would they, how would they describe the benefit of, of what they can uh, leverage from what you're doing here and the information that you have here? How, how, how would they describe the change that they're experiencing thanks to what you're doing? Uh, the the first I think reaction you would get if you were to talk to some of our people in our factories is uh, they are very hopeful. Mm -hmm. uh, they have heard so much about technology in the media and obviously our own communication uh, setup that we have within the company. We use Workplace, which is sort of like Facebook. We have the largest uh, we have the largest um, population in a business uh, applying using. Uh, workplace and so it's been a very wow. effective wow. media medium for us to mm -hmm. communicate so there's a lot of news that we put out in mm -hmm. terms of sharing success stories of this program using that medium so based on as I said external media and our own uh, media within the company uh, you would you would uh, you would uh, hear our people say that they're, they're very hopeful uh, in terms of how it'll change at least the ones that have not yet received sure, the technology sure. And for the ones who have received technology from this center and this program, uh, they are obviously, uh, you would hear that uh, it, it is working out well. Of course, there are kinks in terms mm -hmm. of how it can be better. Sure. Uh, but for, for the most part, what we have heard is there is a resounding acceptance to, to this technology. Right. What's interesting about our uh, user group, if you will, in our factories, you have uh, the, the the young younger generation, mm -hmm. the millennials, you know, the the 23 to to 30 year olds, and also the 50 and on up, mm -hmm. we see both of these pockets uh, have the highest attraction to this uh, to this technology. Interesting. So we find that we have found the dynamic to work really well. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard of this and read about this in even the financial industry in, in Netherlands, for example, insurance industry. Yeah. They did they did a couple of exercises there, and it was very similar there. Uh. So it goes against common notion that oh my goodness, you know, the older you get, you can't use technology. Right. Right. But it depends on how you present the technology right. and who is actually, for lack of a better word, selling the technology to you. Right. If right. you are in the fifty-something age group. So that, is, that has been a fantastic uh, dynamic for us. Yeah. So you will get to see all of the folks that are actually helping us deploy this technology in our factories fall in these two categories. Yeah. So the older generation are, you know, are, are the wise sages, if you will, mm -hmm. helping the younger generation with the finer points of how business works in a factory. Yeah. And the younger yeah. generation is all about just 
soaking it in and, and say, hey, this is this is how life works. Yeah. And uh, so it has been a it's a great uh, it's been a great learning to watch this dynamic play out. That's very interesting, uh, generationally, because and and sort of what comes to mind is you know who has an appetite for change because yeah. everything that you're doing you're is right. you're changing the way yeah. manufacturing occurs, and so younger people generally uh, are very open to and, and question everything and want to know, well, why do we do it this way? Why don't yeah. we, right? And, and uh, people who are experienced and have probably been through enormous change in the course of their lives uh, and have an appetite for, yeah, let's get it right. Let's, let's do it that way. So that's, that's very interesting that the sort of the two ends of the age spectrum are the ones who are most willing and, and, and accepting of change and, and, uh, and, and uh, investing energy in trying to do things better. And I want to add one last point, if you don't mind, is, and I was reflecting on why that is so if you're 50 something and you know you have very little motivation for change mm -hmm. i think what helps to be not that case is if you really like what you're doing and you like the company that you're working for yes. and i tend to believe uh, that these folks that are who are in our factories whether they came with an acquisition or they're part, have been a part of the original stanley family there's so much pride yeah. uh, with the brand and there's so much uh, they care, right? And when you do that, then you want all of the levers that you, the technology has to offer, and others to offer, uh, to to use it to your advantage. So you want to be still, even though you're slightly older, you want to be part of the company and part of this movement, right? So that's at least my uh, thinking as to why they're putting the best foot forward, as opposed to saying, "Yeah, this is not going to work," right. which tends to be the opening position for a lot of things, and you yeah. know, with yeah. change. Well, it speaks well to Stanley Black and Decker's culture, right? Yeah. You must have a culture that uh, uh, supports and invites and encourages yeah. everything that you just described. And uh, that's so important to the success of any company. If you've got the right culture, yeah. your folks are going to behave in the way that uh, moves the ball forward and, and uh, allows you to achieve the great goals that you have. So, Sudi, we've talked a lot about um, how your um, manufacturing 4.0 is, is integrating itself into Stanley Black and Decker and all the wonderful things you're doing. That's a lot of work every day. And yeah. I'm, I'm just curious about how do you manage this day to day? How do you run this operation day to day? Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question, Martin. So the way we are set up uh, in, in terms of my org structure is we have leaders who are, who are helping build these solutions. And then they're uh, then obviously real busy uh, in terms of now from making sure that these solutions work with our factories and, 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 and are helping deploy these technologies. But the center itself is being uh, then managed and run uh, by, uh, by Methuselah, who joined us uh, from a local aerospace company. Ah. Um, he's got a, uh, a great track record of being very hands-on, very creative. So he is now the manager of this setup. So his charter really uh, is twofold. One, uh, making sure that our, the solutions we're creating uh, is, is working with all of the, the twists and turns that happen when you have a solution, you add functionality, you change it. So his job is to make sure that it continues to work seamlessly and then communicate that to the outside world. And the second thing that he, that he does is then to make sure that he adds new technology uh, to ensure that we can now test everything that we build here before it gets deployed. So mm -hmm. think of it as a, a test organization that can make sure that, that everything works together well. Mm -hmm. So when we do go to our factories, we spend very less time tweaking some of these mm -hmm. solutions in the factory. So that's right. the, the, those are two important 
jobs or roles that he plays. And so uh, you'll be meeting him when we take a tour of this uh, facility. Excellent, excellent, wonderful. Thank you. As Sudi mentioned, we're very fortunate to have Methuselah DeMello here as well. Methuselah is the manager of the uh, Manufactory 4.0 here in uh, Hartford. And uh, I wonder, Methuselah, if you could talk a little bit about what's the work that you do out in the floor uh, to solve problems and find find new ways and innovative ways to uh, enhance your manufacturing and warehousing and other uh, challenges you have as a company. All right. So the we dividing the manufacturing in t- to help the two of our business units. So Stanley Engineer Fastener and Global Tooling Storage or GTS. Mm-hmm. Engineer Fastener see bolts from helicoids that goes in iPhones and bolts that go into uh, the bridges that we have today. Mm-hmm. And uh, GTS, uh, we have the dual drills and all the hand tools and, and so on that you find Home Depot and Lowe's and so sure. such, right? So here with our space, we take use cases from the floor from all those 115 factors that we have, we bring in here and we use the three pillars of our group with automated uh, robotics and automation, advanced analytics and connected factory. It doesn't be in particular order. What do you see on the floor here? It's a flavor of, of each of those connected, mm-hmm. bringing to the connected enterprise. It takes data and then move material and so on. So on the, uh, we have a warehouse, we have machine tending, we also have assembly and palletizing and logistics, which you take cobots and mobile robots with advanced analytics to give you that, to help you make decisions uh, to on the floor. And that's the use cases, you take use cases and bring into details based on that. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, so basically doing everything that you say you want to do here, integrating technology with processes in a way that allows you to do things more efficiently, more effectively with greater precision, greater quality, and ultimately more uh, lower cost. Correct. Fantastic. And one of the main things that that it was able to help us to do is to create the, the digital twin, which again, mm-hmm. it will lead to a digital thread. So we have digital twin of the process today. We have digital twin of the assets. And in the future, there will be a digital thread, which will bring really from the very top ERP all the way to the shop floor yep. and give you the ability to operators, uh, value stream managers, plant managers, the ability to make decisions on the fly and filing leads so they can really improve their process and, and, and quality and so on. Yeah, absolutely remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Real-time information to solve problems and allow people to be more effective in, uh, in, in pursuing the work that they do every day. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank on you. Your great work. It's been wonderful to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for them. All right. Well, great. Well, that was fascinating, Sudi, to see how uh, all of the ideas that you had and your team had have have come to fruition here and and uh, and are actually helping Stanley Black and Decker solve manufacturing problems real time, real life, uh, every day. Um, anything else you wanted to add at this point on the progress we've made here? Uh, first, I also want to add that th- what you're doing in terms of uh, promoting manufacturing, as your title says, Manufacturing Matters. Mm -hmm. It's really important. And uh, so I want to thank you and your team for making that a prominent part of how you support manufacturing uh, in general and manufacturing in Connecticut So Mm -hmm. and and the city of Hartford. So I think it's really important. Thank you for that. And I love to be uh, and have loved uh, participating in some of the events that that you've organized around this whole thing. Uh, so I want to uh, make sure that I make a mention of that. And in terms of what's to come, as I said, uh, what I would love for you to do is come back 
during the holidays, I would like to talk about the progress we might we would have made in terms of the small to medium business uh, initiative that I talked about. And uh, hopefully I can share more stories of success with our technology, which could help some of the audience that will be uh, that would be listening to your podcast uh, to leverage uh, our work much better. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to see how we can not only, as, 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 I, as I mentioned many times before, is not only serve our own constituents uh, within Stanley Black & Decker, but also the larger business of manufacturing. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you very much for your kind words about our effort to you know, promote manufacturing here in Connecticut because it is so important to our local economy. But honestly, what Stanley Black & Decker and what you, Sudi, have done here in downtown Hartford with the manufactory is just so uh, such a, an important investment in, uh, in, in Connecticut and in manufacturing in Connecticut. Uh, and I'm just delighted uh, that we have the opportunity to uh, share that with our listening audience and our viewing audience. And I definitely look forward to coming back uh, later in the year to uh, hear more about uh, how you're integrating and how you're uh, working with small and medium-sized businesses. So thank you very much for this opportunity and congratulations to you and your team and Stanley Black & Decker on this wonderful achievement. Thank you so much, Martin. It's always been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. Great. So that wraps up this episode of Simsbury Bank's Manufacturing Matters. I'm Martin Geitz, uh, President and CEO of Simsbury Bank, and we look forward to uh, sharing with you more great uh, stories of manufacturing in Connecticut in the future.